0: Measure how long they are. I know. We don't talk about how big our boobs are anymore. Right. We talk about how long oh, they the are. You
1: guys, stop
0: it! Right, the length of my boobs. Hello, world is a song that we're singing.
1: Come on, get happy. A whole lot of loving is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. Welcome to the Pop Culture Preservation Society, the podcast for people born in the big wheel generation who shook their groove thing to the sweet, sweet sounds coming out of the eight-track player down in the rec room.
0: We believe our Gen X childhoods gave us unforgettable songs, stories, characters, and images. And if we don't talk about them,
2: they'll disappear, like Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine expedition. And today, we will be saving just a typical day in the life of 10-year-old Carolyn, 10-year-old Kristen and 10-year-old Michelle. I'm Carolyn. I'm Kristen. And I'm Michelle. And we are your pop culture preservationists. The inspiration for today's
0: episode is a book called You Cannot Mess This Up, a true story that never happened by Amy Wineland Daughters. It's a retro romp through the 1970s that asks the question, if you could go back and visit with your 10-year-old self, would you do it?
1: Because that's exactly what the main character Amy does. Through some kind of quantum wrinkle, she finds herself sitting at the Thanksgiving table in her childhood home in 1978 with her 30-something parents, her perfect siblings, her now-deceased grandparents, and staring across the table at her prepubescent self. Oh, there's also an Andy Gibb poster lurking in the background and fun, some fun other things. What did you guys notice in the book?
2: I was going to say, I loved all the clothes references. Even though she's a lady, um, the the references to the pantsuits and the belts and even the clothes the men were wearing and the way her hair was done and mm-hmm. the smell on so the. Detail. Was it like brick? I don't even remember what. Her um, body on tap spray? or something the, like oh, that. The yeah. hairspray she was using was like Breck or something. Mm-hmm. Um, It just, it completely transported me back in Mm -hmm. time.
1: She did such a great job with that. That was one of the many parts of that book that I really, really enjoyed.
2: Well, we're obsessed with this book for obvious reasons. And the author, Amy Wineland Daughters, did such a great job of portraying her 10-year-old world in 1978 that it made us think about our own 10-year-old worlds. Who were we and what was happening around us? What did we watch? What did we wear? What did our rooms look like? what did we care about? It sparked so much conversation about what we would be met with if we found that same quantum wrinkle. Did you guys find this concept to be mind-blowing?
0: Yeah, it's not just, I mean, we tongue-in-cheek say it's a time travel book, but it's not simply a matter of going back to 1978 and it's not just listening to the music, it's not just watching the TV shows. It's about coming Mm face-to-face with yourself Mm -hmm. in a former iteration. It's kind of profound.
1: Oh yeah, and I also thought it's coming face to face as an adult with your parents and the adults in your life when you were a child. I find that part um just really thought provoking.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I thought it was also coming face to face with the situations around you, and the memories we have as adults, and did those things really happen? You know, we often struggle with that as adults, and we say, am I remembering that right, or was that from Mm -hmm. a picture I saw, or what is it? So some of the things we're grappling with as adults, if we went back in time, would those memories, would those be validated, or we we, would we realize, oh, no, you're remembering that way wrong, and why?
0: Oh, I'm certain, because in the memories that I'll share later, there are several places where I... I know that somebody, my mom or a friend of mine, is gonna go, that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. And I already have, I'm already sitting with the fact that I'm just gonna go, I don't know. I don't remember. That's what I thought it was, but who knows? I'm just gonna talk to it.
2: But if it's your memory, Kristen, it's valid for you. You're remembering that Mm -hmm. you're remembering things the way you're remembering them for a reason. For a reason. And even if it wasn't exactly how it happened, unless you're just sitting there and you know, making shit up. Yeah, <laughs> if you're, if it's truly, you're like, no, no, you're wrong. That's how it happened. That's how I remember it. That's valid because right. that has meaning about
0: what you extrapolated from the situation. Even right. if it didn't happen that way, it means you. Per- mm-hmm. It means that you
2: perceived something right. in that situation. Exactly.
1: Right. exactly, and that's the
2: meaningful part.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, to all of you listening, we want you to jump into the Society's AMC Pacer, recently outfitted with a brand new flux capacitor, as we visit a day in the life of three 70s era fifth graders. First stop, Carolyn, in the year 1976. (laughs) 1976.
1: Okay, ladies, buckle up. <laughs> oh, yes, this is I'm true. doing
2: the um, Wayne's World thing. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's
1: a good one. Okay. All right, ladies, buckle up because we are coming in hot to 22206 Woodrose Drive in Katy, Texas. We're arriving on February 27th, 1976. It's a Friday, and it is 6:30 a.m. In case you're wondering why I chose such a specific date. Well, February 27th, 1976 was like Christmas Eve to me, because the following day, my family was heading to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo to see Olivia Newton-John in concert. (gasps) What? Yeah, I know. So, it's Friday, the day before, and my 10-year-old self is asleep in my Sears canopy bed, and my mom is coming in to wake me. Because I have safety patrol, I have to wake an hour earlier than usual. (laughs)
2: I don't really I'm, have any- I'm clapping for you. You got oh, to be saving.
1: Thank, you. Thank you. I'm girl not
2: surprised.
1: Mm-mm, oh, mm-mm. it gets better, ladies. It gets better. Um, I don't really have any trouble waking up that early as I had gone to bed right after the Waltons ended the night before at eight PM. <laughs> at eight
0: PM. I know yes. exactly what time the Waltons ended, because that's when I had to go to bed too.
1: There you go. Damn.
2: Also, they were so, you probably imagine they're saying good night, Carolyn. At right. the end. Oh, and then you're right. like, I better go, better <laughs> go. Night, Lily. That's right. It was it was
1: nighttime. Mm-hmm. I was also so ahead of the game. I'd chosen my outfit and laid it out the night mm-hmm. before on my yellow vinyl beanbag chair. I made a very good fashion choice. I'm going for a layered look on this Friday, a button-up long-sleeved denim collared shirt. Underneath a short-sleeved striped top. Oh. Hell I paired yeah. it with a denim skirt and some nice earth shoes. (laughs) Okay, so now I am heading down the hall. It's a lime shag carpeted hallway, (gasps) and I head through our wood-paneled family room and into a mod floral wallpapered kitchen. Paul Simon's voice comes through our built-in radio intercom system, and he's crooning 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. You just slip out the back jack Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. My mom puts a plate of French toast and a glass of orange juice in front of me and goes to wake up my almost seven-year-old sister, Ronnie. When she comes back, my mom's holding two of those ponytail holders, you know, the little ball things Ouch. on oh, the yes. end. Knuckle yeah.
0: breakers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they can break her knuckles because she is putting my hair into two pigtails. Mm-hmm. And after I finish eating, she double checks that she doesn't need to, to pack my Holly Hobby lunchbox. With the usual ham and cheese sandwich, Cheetos, Little Debbie Star Crunch, and a thermos of milk. Wait, you got Cheetos and Little Debbie's? Oh, yeah. Well, the Little Debbie was the dessert. Dang. And my little bag of Cheetos all the time, orange fingers. Yeah, yeah I wanted, I to, be you. I wanted to be you. those Star
2: Crunches.
1: Oh, I did too. And mm. it was the same thing ever. Mm-hmm. and I'm not lying when I say every day, mm-hmm. and I rarely bought lunch. But guess what? Today was Friday, mm-hmm. and it was pizza day, so I oh, was yeah, buying a hot yeah. lunch. Was mm-hmm. it square? And
0: your pizza um, yes, required. it was. Yeah. yeah, big rectangles. It was uh-huh.
1: very tasty. And lucky me, I got 65 cents that my mom wrapped up in some tin foil for me. Fifty cents. Yes. Oh, that's was so cute. Yes, every time. 50 cents was for the lunch, and the other 15 cents was for the Eskimo pie that I would have yes. after oh, my nice! Pizza.
0: Instead of your little Debbie.
1: Yeah, because I didn't have dessert because okay. I didn't bring my lunch that day. So I walk the four blocks to school and head to the safety patrol room. I put on my orange sash, which is adorned with a gold spray-painted badge, because I am the co-captain of the West oh. Memorial Elementary Safety. Patrol. Carolyn.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.
1: The authority I had. Christians, yes.
2: we didn't know. We were sitting with like I no I loyalty. Know.
1: And one of the perks, you guys, of being the captain was you got to assign yourself to the hot spot of um, safety patrol duties. And for me, that was crosswalk duty. So I oh, yeah. grab my flagged stick and I head to the co- corner of Provincial Boulevard. As soon as the last group of students mm-hmm. is through the crossing, I have to rush to the school's main office so that I can read the morning announcements.
0: Oh, <gasps> oh come on, I you know. did can not you get believe it. Are you like morning? the queen of the school or
1: something? Well, you know I if you want to say I am, I don't I don't know. <laughs> They liked, they liked me and they liked my voice as I mm-hmm. spoke officially into that microphone, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance and the school lunch choices for the day.
0: What if somebody had told you right after you were done saying the school lunch choices, someday, Carolyn, you're going to be a
1: podcaster? And you'd be like, a what? Right. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like... Well, it was one of those really old-fashioned looking mics. And then it had like that um, control board kind of thing in front. Oh, wow. Did you guys ever get to do the announcements? No. I didn't do
2: the announcements no. then. Aww. I did in middle school. I got to announce um, the track meets. I was the announcer. So I got to climb up oh. in the booth on the football... At oh, the that's Stadium special! and do things, you know, like, um, 50 yard dash coming up, Kristen, you know, um, you're on deck, Carolyn, you're in the hole, you know, I'm going to be a like, long jump deck. in 10 minutes, you know, you're and then like I
1: would, a, my, I mean, a Michelle Tafoya of the day or something. <laughs> I'm very impressed. That
2: was super impressive.
1: Well, that was my, the extent it. of my ath- um, athletic, um, involvement. Well, that's hey. how you got out of running the
0: 50 yard dash. <laughs> <That's Maybe. right. laughs>
1: Somebody's got to call it. Um, uh, well, let me tell you, February 27th was an average school day, pretty average, until we returned from lunch. And guess what? The scholastic yeah. book order had arrived <gasps> and our stack was waiting for us on our desks. Oh, I, I was that. greeted with the latest issue of Dynamite featuring Cher. But Cher had like this bobbed haircut. <laughs> it wasn't the long middle part, no. long haired Cher. It was, she had a long bob and bangs. It was a wig. Yeah, because oh. I feel your concern. I feel
0: it. And a I also had wig? the same concern. It was a wig.
2: Yes. Oh, I think you crazy. might have. I Were you a little disappointed? I'd be I, like when those dynamites came, even though Cher's awesome, I was always like, oh, it's Cher, you know. No, I loved Cher. I wanted to do my hair like Cher. I, I'm yeah. not flipping yeah. my hair
0: over my shoulder. I would That's be all right,
2: in on the Share. Well, I'm so glad so to know like it's a like wig.
0: Schneider yeah, it's a court. wig. Don't worry. Because yeah. okay. trust me, I was right there like, whoa, what happened? <laughs>
1: Well, to balance my um, dynamite, I needed some more highbrow reading. So um, I also had two paperbacks waiting for me, The Witch of Blackbird Pond and The Truth About Fonzie. <laughs> you
0: know, they always had that those was, great was That tea. was the classic. In yes, that was yes. a good one. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, we were really lucky on those days because Mrs. Quillen, my fifth grade teacher, let us look through our books before we headed to P.E. She reminds us not to forget to bring our gym uniform home over the weekend to be washed. Oh, I yeah. hate Yay. that blue striped polyester gym suit and cannot wait to be a sixth grader next door at West Memorial Junior High where we can wear whatever we want during P.E.
0: Okay, we After. did the opposite. We wore what our regular clothes in elementary school. And when we went to junior high, we had to wear the yucky uniform. Yeah, I don't and know. And change our clothes in front of people oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. It
1: was yeah. Rough. And yeah. I, it, that never bothered me in elementary school that we had to change our clothes. But once I got to middle school, then it was a whole yeah. nother ball. That's when I realized everyone else had a bra and I didn't. Exactly. It was the first time. And I didn't really need one. But it's by dangerous. golly. Yes, that, it's dangerous. Yes. It was very, um, I remember that day to a T when I had to go home and tell my mom I needed a bra. And she's like, you don't need a bra. What for? But You're like, need she is, got me There are one.
0: lots of definitions of need. Mom. We're going to start
1: thinking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. After gym, we head back to our classroom, which isn't really an actual classroom for me at all, because I went to an open concept elementary school. And oh, our only same. walls. Me too. Were, yeah. Our only walls were bookshelves and cubbies on wheels. Right? And so the year I was in, the school I
2: went to when I was in first grade had open. No, no. Second grade, Swift Elementary in Arlington, Texas had open classroom, and that was weird. None of my yeah. other schools ever I did. But that it. was it the was only very one
1: modern and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't have any windows. I did not have a no, window in my no, elementary. No school. No windows. No. But we did have. Did you guys have those like atriums? We had an atrium right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you were like really good, sometimes you got chosen to eat lunch in the atrium where like the plants were and stuff. It was like outside. So it was like a little modern day terrarium that people could like sit in so after jim when we went back to the classroom and since it's friday it's sra time ladies do you remember sra <laughs> oh you no, just wait carolyn me. oh okay so sra <laughs> with the was the big cardboard box that was
2: oh you had to go find the little the little um your color story right or something? yes
1: mm-hmm. your color and i would just kind of look over everyone's shoulder to see what color everybody else was picking you out did. From, yes I got was choosing from Aqua, which was for the smart <gasps> people. The smart people were in Aqua. Oh and my so God. yes, I got to choose from Aqua. This is another exciting day because I get to leave class early, 20 minutes early, because I'm the captain of the safety patrol and it's the end oh. of, the, of the school day. Right. I have to go and take the flag down from the flagpole.
0: You're Very really carefully. Big deal is, at your like, she was like the co principal.
1: Well sh- let yeah. me tell you. Talk about it. well, we we've often talked about when my anxiety might have started and <laughs> I think it started before the flag thing, but it was totally exacerbated because you guys it can't touch the ground.
2: That oh is God. scary.
1: That thing is huge and you got And it's like a sin. If you'll it burn it the oh my gosh, yeah. yeah you have mm-hmm. to burn it and you might go to, go to hell. hell. It's yeah. just yeah. It is not good. So you That's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And then you gotta fold it up like triangularly in the regulation folding mm-hmm. method, like you're gonna put it. I don't know, deliver it to, a, you know, a widow of a... Or <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: yeah, it's very heavy.
1: So, yeah, so I had So I had to do that, and then we had to deliver it to the office. My sister waited for me to finish up my safety patrol duties, and then we walked home together. We talked all about what songs we were praying that Olivia Newton-John would sing the next day at the concert. We agreed that I Honestly Love You was our favorite, and she had better sing that one. hmm you you. we get home my mom has some popcorn popped and high c waiting for us oh your after school snack she's a sweetie i think we had just gotten a new um popcorn maker so we had a lot of popcorn when i was in fifth grade Mm. i'm thumbing through my dynamite magazine when the doorbell rings and my friend kelly asks if i want to ride bikes with her So I head out on my blue Sears Free Spirit, and we spend several hours riding through the subdivision, stopping at the school playground to swing and play on the merry-go-round. And I get home in time for dinner, which on this Friday night is frozen pizza and an iceberg lettuce salad. It's just me, Mom, and Ronnie, because Dad is working third shift and won't be home until 1130. But since it's Friday, I get to stay up and wait for him to get home. It's one of my favorite nights. nice. We watch a little TV, play some card games, and take baths, and Ronnie heads to bed. Mom lets me watch The Rockford Files and Police Woman. Oh. I know, but you guys, mm-hmm. the real excitement comes when those curtains part and Johnny Carson is on my <laughs> TV screen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where's Martha? Where's Martha?
2: That's right.
1: (laughs) You guys, I got to watch the Tonight Show, and I just feel so grown up on these kind of Friday Mm -hmm. nights, even though I can barely keep my eyes open. And as the show is ending, I hear my dad come in through the back door. He comes over to the couch, and he picks me up, carries me to my bed, and reminds me to get a good night's sleep. Because tomorrow, we are going to see Olivia Newton-John at the rodeo. Oh, I feel like we should clap. I know. Job, Carolyn. Oh, a day in the life. Yes, and that was it. That was a good day.
2: I don't know that how you ever was, fell I asleep did. knowing you were going to get to see Olivia Newton-John. I know. Next day. I know. That's I very know. exciting. But I'd
1: gotten up so early. You know, that had been a long day. A lot of pressure.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot the of announcements. <laughs> flag. And the flag. Yes. Okay. Oh, Carolyn. I love your day. I think we would have been friends. I would have been. Um, I think a little intimidated by you. You are very important. She's you are very, very important. big deal. Yeah. Yes. I hope. I'm very proud I of you.
1: wasn't stuck up about it. I hope I wasn't that kid. I don't You think don't know? Being that I kind don't of wanted. Hmm. In my mind, I'm hmm. not.
2: Okay.
0: Because
2: you don't want to be. All right. So now let's all jump back in our AMC pacer and let's head to St. Paul, Minnesota and see what 10-year-old Kristen is up to.
0: I wake up to my beloved clock radio, the one I actually tracked down on eBay recently so it could sit on my nightstand once again. You should see it. It's super cute. The night before, I had listened to Casey Kasem's Top 40 late into the night, so late that I turned the volume down in tiny increments so my ears can adjust to it little by little. By the time Casey reaches the number one song, the volume is so low that a person walking into my room can't even hear it. But I can. I can. My parents... It's like my superpower. Yeah. My parents have a history of cutting me off in the middle of urgent things, because apparently bedtime is more important than life itself. Even if the Pinky Tuscadero episode of Happy Days is a special to be continued that goes for an extra hour. It's insanity. And missing that second hour of Happy Days scarred me, you guys, especially because I had to go to school the next day and pretend that I knew what happened. (laughs) It was humiliating. How could my parents not know how important Pinky Tuscadero was to Fonzie? Oh, how? I remember I that
1: episode. Like, it was Out yesterday.
0: It was very important. Yeah, It was, like, the most important thing happening in everyone's life that week. And my parents are like, bedtime. <laughs> so, anyway, there's no way that I'm letting them know that I listened to Casey Kasem three hours past bedtime. That has to be a big, fat secret. Under my pillow, I have a special notebook dedicated to religiously recording the top ten songs each week <gasps> using the purple pen I got from Anne Chase for my birthday. Purple is Aunt Chase's favorite color. Oh. I still have this notebook. <gasps> so if anyone wants to know what the number seven song was in July of 1978, just let me know. Because I can look it up. I do. I've recently redecorated my room in light of my inevitable adolescence. It's common, right? No more pink gingham bedspread on my white princess canopy bed from Sears. Carolyn, I see you. No more Holly Hobby wallpaper. Hello, lemon yellow. Mm -hmm. The theme became lemon yellow when my mom insisted there was no such thing as a Ziggy bedspread or Ziggy wallpaper, Mm. which seems impossible to me because who doesn't love Ziggy? Mm -hmm. I actually considered that my mom might be lying because she doesn't think that Ziggy is a legit decor (laughs) scheme. But there's no Google, so there's no way for me to find out. If it's not in the Sears catalog or on an end cap at Target, the original Target, it will never be found by me. My Target, I'm totally serious about this. My Target is the first Target ever. Oh, my god! It's the first Target ever in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just—that
2: that is like you just went up on a pedestal. Both of you guys are just I think like I'm blowing famous. me away. Yeah, I think
0: I'm famous.
1: Wow. Because I went insane. to the first Target. Yes.
0: So I get dressed in my bell-bottom cords, a simple cap sleeve t-shirt, and a plaid button-down shirt with silver thread running through the pattern, mm. which Ooh. makes it ready for the disco.
1: Oh, that right? silver thread.
0: Yes. Should that opportunity mm-hmm. pop up. Yeah, it might. Yeah. Right. I wear it unbuttoned, sleeves rolled up, sometimes with a corduroy vest over the top. And I wear some version of this layered look every day to cover the blossoming bosoms that no oh. one else seems to have. Oh. Just me. Oh, <laughs> no. You were an early bloomer. i so sad. Oh. I look at Allison Houck's shirt, all smooth and flat in the front, and I wish I could be like her, never having to worry about what people are looking at. The whole process is something I'm trying to ignore. Like, if I hide it, maybe it'll just go away.
2: Aww. Kristen. I know. <laughs> and look at me now. They're still <laughs> looking you? at my zooms. <laughs> yeah. We're all trying to look at Kristen's um, boobs right now, you guys. But we're, we can't see. Move your camera down a little bit. We <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: me measure how long they are. I know. We don't talk about how big our boobs are anymore. Right. We talk about how long oh, they the are. Length. You guys, stop it. Right. The length of my boobs. It doesn't help when they pass out a pamphlet at school called Very Personally Yours. (sighs) They don't talk to us about it. They just pass it out to only the girls. And they tell us to take it home and talk to our moms about it. I don't, obviously. I bring it home, but I don't show my mom. I don't even open it. I just hide it in my keepsake box under my bed, an idea I stole from my favorite book starring Sally J. Friedman as herself by Judy Bloom. I still have that, too. <laughs>
1: oh. The box Is or the right? book? Wait a-
0: Both. I have the box with the very personal yours it's oh. in there with my uh, with my you notebook can, no, of don't. top 10
2: okay yes. we need photos of all of this but i was okay. just about to say is but you but the notebook with your top 10 was under mm-hmm. your mattress or your pillow
0: mattress it, well i when this, when i was listening to the top 40 it would be under my pillow so then i would write you it just, down yes. as i was listening to it with my superpower my bionic right. hearing right but right. then when the top 40 was over it would go in my keepsake box under my bed
2: okay and linda didn't ever think to check under yeah your bed. i was going to say
0: well, okay, that, that's a really good question. I assume no, but she could call me right now and go like, oh yeah, I looked at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? So circling my bed are a series of pull-out posters of the Bee Gees that I carefully, painstakingly tore from my most recent tiger bead. They sit in big wicker chairs wearing their Sergeant Pepper uniforms. Barry with his lion's mane, Morris with his weird balding head, and Robin... Honestly, I don't really get Robin. (laughs) But I don't feel right leaving him off the wall. They really belong together. So he gets a spot. I like the Bee Gees a lot. But I love Andy. I love him. Like, really love him. I stare at his poster across from my bed, the big one with all the chest hair, and I practice writing Mrs. Kristen Gibb on all my school folders. And when I say practice... I mean, practice, because someday <laughs> this will be my name and I'll have to write it a lot. Right. And I want it to look good. <laughs> That's right. So Those Sean Bs
2: are hard too. Yeah. The two yes, bees. I know. Cursive bees Incursive? Are pretty I know, anyway, and yeah. I definitely
0: did it in cursive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to do the Bs with the big loop, mm-hmm. not the half printing, half cursive that I do now. So Sean Cassidy had been my boyfriend, but Andy Gibb was my husband. Mm-hmm. This was not a fling. This was very serious. And the more I listened to shadow dancing, the more serious our relationship became. And we were going to do it right, taking each other through the night. What? Oh, my. And I wasn't sure exactly what it was, but I thought it probably had something to do with dancing, and I was all for that. I was all in. So at breakfast, I pour a big bowl of king vitamin. Big. Big. Because sugared cereal is not allowed in our house. I would never have gotten a Little Debbie, Carolyn. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, that's not true. My mom would be like, what? I got you Little Debbies all the time. <laughs> I did have Little Debbies like once a year. And that's why I love Little Debbies to this day. So sugared cereal is not allowed. And if I didn't eat as much of it as I could, my brother's going to eat it all. Mm. So I watch him pour his cereal, visually measuring the number of King Vitamin Nuggets in his bowl <laughs> and wondering if it's more than the number that I got. Mm -hmm. and maybe I should just have a second fold to even things out. He puts the cereal box in front of his face like a wall between us. He says he's reading the box, but I know this is bullshit. He doesn't give a shit about reading. He's just (laughs) doing it because he knows it bugs me. Well, watch me pretend not to care. (laughs) I'll show him. I don't even care if you put the cereal box between us. I grab my backpack and walk out to the alley to wait for Ann Chase and Christy Dragseth. Then we pick up Lizzie Flynn halfway down where the alley starts to curve. Lizzie's house is where you can listen to the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. You can listen to the chipmunks at Christy Dragseth's. And you can read The Joy of Sex at Ann Chase's house. It's not even hidden. It's just sitting on a shelf in the den. Oh, oh, wow. Yes. You can just go in there and get it. That's bold. Which we
2: did. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, Lisa Fry's parents did keep it tucked away, but we knew where it was. So when we went to Lisa Fry's house, we knew where the joy of sex was kept.
2: We did find an old Playboy in the dumpster (gasps) behind our condo. And our friends next door, one of them climbed in and got it. And we all looked at it, and it was shocking. It is shocking. I mean, think about it. 10 years, just 10 years old, opening a Playboy magazine. You could
0: also read Playboys at Christy Dragseth's house. I'm sorry to out you guys. I'm sorry to out the (laughs) Dragseths right now, but Hal was very open about it, and it wasn't a big secret. But one day, my brother um, and Kevin Dragseth got the Playboys out, and Hal Dragseth found them, and he said, Are you reading my Playboys? (gasps) And my brother said,
2: No, we were just looking at the pictures. (laughs) Right? (laughs) whereas one day that's just gonna totally flip no 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 no! i just read it i I, I subscribe for the articles i subscribe for the articles we were just looking at the pictures you guys we paged through that and what's Mm -hmm. here's what's great let's just can we all just take a moment and realize how disgusting that we got a used playboy magazine out of a dumpster michelle Mm -hmm. i'd never even thought about that i didn't either until i was an adult and thought about that story again we digress
0: on our walk to school, Ann Chase talks about all the things our parents won't tell us. I learn about gay, rape, and acid rain. A well, few years later, she'll define the word blowjob for me. Oh. is that sweet. nice sweet? Yeah. Huh. I
1: know. <laughs> Wait, <Mrs. laughs>
2: did you say this was Ann Chase? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't just all about purple pens. She was about so much more. No, she had she was very um, I was gonna say diverse.
0: I'm not sure what just but well you rounded. can take that word out because I don't she's well-rounded. Thank you. <laughs> At school, Buckle up, Carolyn. Okay. The morning is devoted to SRA. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what SRA stands for, and I don't care. I just know I have to get to the aqua level today, <laughs> or Kirsten Emerson will pass me, and then I'll be the second fastest reader in my class. And I cannot let that happen. <laughs> SRA. Was a big cardboard box that stood on a table at the front of the classroom full of thousands of color-coded cards. Each card had a story on it. When you were done reading the story, you took a quiz that hopefully helped you pass into the next color level. And the colors were significant. And everyone could see what color card you were reading. So everyone knew where you stood reading-wise. Blues for the Ph.D. candidates and Doogie Hauser. I read as fast as I could with one eye in the words and the other eye on Kirsten Emerson. It was brutal. Like Survivor for book people. Yes.
2: Uh, it was not future reading. librarian. Oh, my God. Totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you guys, it was not at all reading. I was, like, skipping paragraphs. Oh, I was, I'm skimming, just going as fast as and I possibly could. you self-graded.
1: Could. Like, you self-checked yourself on, the, like, the quizzes and you stuff. You did? Or I think our teacher led us sometimes, so I, oh, I I don't might have remember that part because I
0: wouldn't stuff. have lied because I couldn't I wouldn't be able to do that I wouldn't be able to look at myself in the mirror. But I'm sure <laughs> that other people, yeah, that won't be named. Not Kirsten Emerson; she never would have lied. No. But and there I are never, other kids
1: who maybe definitely never lied. Up. I don't know.
0: Okay, after lunch, Miss Olson is starting a new read aloud. There's a rumor in the lunchroom that she's going to start. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. What is she thinking? <laughs> Has she not read the book? Does she not know? What will she do when she gets to the we must, we must, we must increase our bust part? We walk back to the classroom and our girl and boy lines like we're walking onto the space shuttle Columbia, the future unknown and possibly dangerous. When we find our seats, she walks over to her desk and picks up a lavender paperback. Oh, no. (laughs) We don't even need to see the cover. We know. We all know. How is this even happening? She reads one chapter, and the next day she has a new book about (laughs) Snoopy and the Peanuts Gang. (laughs) After school, I go to Allison Houck's house to listen to Grease. Allison is in love with John Travolta, so she knows the songs in a way that makes acting them out very personal and moving. Plus, her kitchen is carpeted, which I really like. Her parents are so modern. Yes, I loved it so much. It was beautiful. It was very modern. Not like my house where my mom put a kerosene lamp in the family room, (laughs) which was really great for playing Little House on the Prairie, but it's not my preferred style. (laughs) At first, Allison and I fight over who gets to be Olivia Newton-John and who has to be John Travolta, but we agree to an alternating system that works for us. I will be ONJ for Summer Nights and then switch to John Travolta for You're the One That I Want. I got
2: chills.
0: with this plan, even though I feel awkward trying to act all turned on by my friend Allison. <laughs> I just didn't quite know what to do about that. When I get home, my mom is listening to Helen Reddy on the stereo, and I wonder if the song Angie Baby is about Donna Pesco and that new show Angie. I decide yes, it Pesco. is. Angie Baby, you're a special lady.
1: Angie Baby, you're a special lady. Living in a room.
0: Donna Pascal was living in a world of make-believe. It had to be about the show, Angie. My mom sings Delta Dawn and that song from Jesus Christ Superstar while she polishes the kerosene lamp. (laughs) (laughs) This was a pretty perfect day, but nothing lasts forever. And very soon, I will learn that we will be leaving all these cool people, Lizzie with the Saturday Night Fever, Christy with the Chipmunks, Anne Chase with the Joy of Sex, Allison Houck with the Carpeted Kitchen, even that speed reader Kirsten Emerson, And I will be that kid, the one no one wants to be. I will be the new kid at a new school in a new town in the middle of the school year, the most fearsome of all childhood diseases. But at least I can take Andy Gibb with me.
1: (laughs) That's a great day, but I know that
0: feeling. The middle of the year. Parents, don't do that to your children. Segway alert. Don't
1: do it. Although, (laughs) as someone who did move... But um, oh. I think I'd argue the middle of the year is better than the beginning of the year because- I did it you, all. You're the novelty. I did it 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have a preference? <laughs> is yeah, that, yeah. What which is the better preference? time to move? A pre- do I have a preference? Not yes. moving. Well, we all do have that in common. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes. I know how that feels.
0: But Andy Gibb did go with me and he of went course. from my wall in Paul to my wall in Anoka, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And you could
2: count on him. I
0: really could with his arms arms stretched like that. I mean, he was always there for me.
2: He (laughs) he did. He
1: was there. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, our AMC Pacer is now ready to travel halfway across the country. So buckle up. We're on our way to Washington State, where Michelle is just waking up in 1980.
2: I was 10 is marked in my mind in two very distinct parts. Without going into too much detail, the first half of my 10th year was far, far different than the second half in terms of not only my geographical location, which had yet again changed, but my family dynamic as well. It was a hard year. So I've decided though, you guys, that today the time machine is going to take us to a good time in that year, February 1980. It's a month before I'll turn eleven. And six full months after I'd moved to Ridgefield, Washington, which has given me time to once again try to fit in, make friends, and find my place, which I did happily until I had to move away from it all again four short years later. <laughs> all right, so February 1980, I wake up in my canopy bed that matches the rest of my bedroom furniture. So all it's three in- of us had canopy beds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Sorry, and it's... No, I think that's great. No, that's fine. So all the bedroom furniture is new for this house, and it's pale yellow with a green trim, and the bedspread and canopy are covered in a fancy lady floral pattern. I feel very grown up having such a proper bedroom set. But my room is a bit of a contradiction in maturity. My shelves are crowded with old stuffed animals and dolls. My bulletin board with pictures and headlines I've cut out of Tiger Beat. My bookshelf... Still houses, all my old picture books and Beverly Cleary, but it also has my growing collection of sweet dreams romances. My closet is crammed full of Fisher-Price and Weebles and games I've had since I was about five or six, but the doors are adorned with posters, which means when I open my eyes, the first thing I see every day is my future husband, Scott Baio. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Chachi. (laughs) I pull on my wide-legged, railroad-striped, San Francisco riding gear jeans. They're painter pants. And struggle a little bit to button them around my tummy, which still has way too much baby fat for me to feel good about. And then choose a blue velour v-neck over a plaid button-down. I pull back the sides of my hair and clip them into those barrettes that look like little ovals with a stick in the middle Mm -hmm. of it that goes up and over my hair to hold it in place. You guys remember those? yeah. Yep.
1: They always slid out of my hair. My hair was so, like, fine and they couldn't stay in. I was so sad.
2: I love those. I had a whole bunch of different colors. Um, I'm just getting the hang of the curling iron, and I curl each side of my bangs back and then try to feather them with a comb so they poof out, except for about 12 pieces of hair in the very middle. Those I curl under, obviously, and I just leave those. I frown at my hated freckles in the mirror. Mm. and contemplate trying... I contemplate tying a thin ribbon around my neck and a little bow for a distraction, but opt for a bubblegum lip smacker on a rope instead. I grab a wide-handled comb and stick it in the side pocket of my painter, ha- my, of my painter pants, right, where the hammer would go. Because <laughs> you didn't have a I hammer, don't have a hammer but I've got a big comb. Mm-hmm. i got to work on those bangs during school. It's right. yeah, not right. a permanent situation. you got to yeah. work on it. Uh, I run downstairs to eat a quick breakfast, which isn't a thing in our house. My 14-year-old sister is already in the kitchen but doesn't speak to me. At 10, I'm annoying. I pour a bowl of cereal, probably Fruit Loops, and eat it while standing up and reading the back of the box. My mom is drinking a cup of coffee or maybe she's back in bed after getting up early to cook my stepfather breakfast. I'm late for the bus, as usual, so I throw my ski jacket and striped moonboats on and run down the long driveway just as the bus rounds the corner. I greet Sylvia the sweet lady who will be my bus driver for the next four years, who smiles back mm. at me and tells me good morning like she means it. Oh, I love Sylvia. I can picture Sylvia perfectly. Aww. She's dead now, I'm quite certain. <laughs>
0: Isn't that weird? That's really weird to consider. Yeah. Like it would
2: be normal for her to be dead. That's not tragic. That's
0: just normal. Mm-hmm. Cause we that's love Sylvia,
2: yeah. how time works. Uh, I make my way about three-fourths of the way to the back, where it's acceptable for the fifth graders to sit, where my best friend Kristen already is, and we talk about the previous night's Mork and Mindy, or Eight is Enough, or That's Incredible. When we get to Southridge Elementary School, we go into Mr. Rockefeller's class. I adore Mr. Rockefeller. He's young and hip, and his hair curls over his collar, and he has a mustache, and (laughs) wears striped t-shirts and corduroy (laughs) pants, and he's my first male teacher. I don't have a crush on him. I just adore him. Oh. Mr. Rockefeller will actually live in infamy for me as my all-time favorite teacher. Wow! And years later, when I too am a fifth-grade teacher, I'll be back in Washington visiting Kristen and my other best friend Lisa, and we'll go see Mr. Rockefeller, who will mm-hmm. then be the middle school principal, and I will get to thank him for inspiring really? me. Really? As an adult, you mm-hmm, were able to uh-huh. go back and talk to him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. that's and awesome. he said he remembered us, but you know who knows. Okay, our fifth grade class is nuts, but a weirdly controlled nuts. We all genuinely like each other, and Mr. Rockefeller runs a tight ship, but a respectful one. We have fun, and he gives us a lot of freedom. While he's teaching, Kristen, who sits behind me, braids my hair into about 18 tiny braids, like she does every day. We go to the gym and square dance.
1: Bow to your partner, your corner's on.
2: John Hanson, I, X- I complain love about the square it. dancing oh, unit. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I Dosey complain dough. about it like everyone else, but I secretly love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, as long as it's not dodgeball, I'm happy. <laughs> Me too. I'm with you. At recess, a group of us who Mr. Rockefeller trusts with things like getting the film strip cart from the library or running the attendance forms down to the office, we stay inside and draw on the chalkboard, writing our names in cool galactic fonts. We play hangman or make houses inside our desks with paper, or sometimes just sit on top of our desks and gossip about who is going with whom. Mr. Rockefeller isn't even in there. We feel so cool and so grown up. (laughs) Southridge doesn't have a cafeteria, so we walk down the hall to get our lunches and bring them back to our classroom to eat. I usually bring my lunch, but today is my favorite hot lunch warm, moist, Squashed cheeseburgers wrapped in foil with crispy hash brown triangles. Oh, the triangle! I
1: remember the triangle. I love the triangle. They were so good. How
0: how is it that we all have the exact same food? Yeah, that's
1: gross.
2: That's really. That's think about. That's not a good thing. Um, I carry my tray with my cardboard cube of chocolate milk carefully back to my classroom, and Lisa, Kristen, and I push our desks together to eat while we pretend to be annoyed by the immature boys who are throwing their foil cheeseburger wrappers at us. <laughs> we secretly love it. <laughs> After lunch, we decide to go outside and play Foursquare so we can watch to see if Trisha goes into the woods with Gina, with Gino.
1: She mm-hmm. does.
2: <gasps> what? We are Five both horrified point. and mystified, and too shocked to even talk about it out loud. So we furiously scribble notes, wondering what they did in there, and slyly pass them to each other. The rest of the Where's day. Where's
1: Mr. Rockefeller during all no of this? No kidding.
2: He wasn't the teacher on Judy, but somebody was, and they went into the woods <sighs> I... at recess multiple times. Ah, tisk tisk. Their names have been changed to protect their identity. <laughs> Boy, everyone listening. <laughs> After school, Lisa comes over because we have to go to work. We run a flower shop called m Flowers, and as usual, we're swamped with orders. Thankfully, our office is pretty mobile and our customer's forgiving. At my house, we set up in the basement where for some weird reason, and my family, we have a gigantic old-fashioned cash register. It's gold with a pull-down handle used Lucky. Um, used to ring up yeah. the tickets. I loved it. It was so cool. That's awesome. At Lisa's house, though, we are usually at her dad's desk where we get in trouble for using up all his adding machine paper. <laughs> I loved the adding machine. And we would just do it until the whole roll was gone. <laughs> we, have a, we have real restaurant order pads we use to write down flower orders and take over the phone. We have made fancy price lists and delivery charts. We're very serious about our flower shop and kept it running for a couple of years, even when we wow. got to sixth grade and had to play in secret.
0: Wait, what? So, are you are these real flowers? Help That's me. What I want to no. know. What is it's it? Just pretend.
2: We just we always play flower oh. shop. It's just pretend. Oh. Got it. Okay. But it was our dance. business. Mm-hmm. We took it very seriously. We
1: took, yeah, our, obviously. we literally
2: <laughs> picked up the phone, we took orders. And every time we were together, we played m l Flowers. We had a logo. We had, wow. to this day, we still talk about M&L Flowers when I, Lisa and I are still good friends. And we had a blast. Like we could, we could play, like should come over and be like, want to play flower shop? Okay. Like that's all we did I for like it. two years. Mm-hmm.
1: We played veterinarian. I was always the receptionist because oh, yeah. I didn't ever want to be so a veterinarian. <laughs> My friend always, so
2: that worked out well. (laughs) Uh, Dinner isn't my favorite time. I'm a super picky eater, but my stepfather expects me and my sister to eat what's on our plate, or at least to try it. But tonight, my mom has made my favorite pot roast with potatoes and carrots that she cooks in a big plastic bag in the oven in our kitchen that has burnt orange Formica, Formica countertops. At the dinner table, I talk way too much and way too loudly. Maybe because I'm trying to make up for my brooding sister, maybe it's to ease the tension that night between my stepfather and mother, or maybe, probably, it's just because that's who I am. (laughs) I'm the peacekeeper in my family. When the boat is rocking, I don't dare do or say anything that will make it rock more. I want everything to sail smoothly. I'm worried a lot. I don't like conflict, and at times there's a lot of it in my house. So I talk too much, and I'm often too loud or just simply too much. But if there's fighting going on, I'm not saying anything. I'm silent. I just desperately want everyone to get along. I'm often ridiculed for being the good one and the rule follower, but it's only because I don't want to cause any more waves. At 10 years old, I've been through a lot and have figured out this is who I am and who I need to be. This is my role and will continue to be for decades in all aspects of my life. As I get ready for bed, I play some 45s on my turntable, Heart of Glass or The Grease album, and sing in front of my mirror pretending to be Blondie or Good Sandy, obviously, for a little <laughs> while. I'm very convincing. My mom comes in and scratches my back and arms with her long fingernails, my favorite thing in the whole world. Mm. And we talk about my day. After reading a little bit of blubber for the fourth or fifth time, I fall asleep under my fancy lady canopy with my sweet angel bayo watching over me. Sweet
0: angel (laughs) bayo. Isn't it funny how we could always see them from our bed? I think that's significant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to to kiss them goodnight. You have to kiss them goodnight. They have to watch over where you... It's like as intimate as a 10-year-old can get with the opposite sex.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you just had to be able to see them. Mm -hmm.
0: So at the end of all this... After hearing all of this, I have to ask the question. So, would you do it? If you really could go back in time and see that little girl, would you do it?
2: Yeah, hell yes. I would oh do my it. Gosh. And I would do it for several reasons. Um, mm-hmm. one, I would do it just to have a day like that with my best friends again Aww. at 10 years old to play mm-hmm. flower shop and to think that was the best thing in the world to yeah. sit on our desks and talk. Um, and be the only ones in the room and to feel how grown up we felt um, to to get annoyed at the boys for throwing, you know, balled up mm-hmm. foil wrappers at us. Um, yes, that's one reason. Two, I would, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I would go back if only to go back and validate what I'm still grappling with as a 52-year-old woman. Um, Isn't that crazy? Is this what happened? Are my memories right or am I way off base? Yeah. Yeah. Um, In terms of your feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then most importantly, I'd go back just to give myself a hug and say, I see you and you're doing great and hang in there and, you know, um, the things you're feeling are hard and I understand that and Mm -hmm. it's going to get better and you're going to figure this out. And it's going to be, you know, I just, I just want to go back and just sit with her for a little bit, like Amy does in the book. In and, the book, and yeah. You cannot mess this up. I mean, yeah. Those are, the, as we'll talk about next week in our conversation with Amy, those are. That's the part of her book that meant the most to me and that touched me the most. Um, if only because I did have a lot of difficulty um experiences and years in my childhood and I had a lot of difficult feelings that to this day I'm still trying to work out. If only mm-hmm. to go back and just sit and hug my 10-year-old self. And believe me, I got plenty of hugs. Let's all uh, let's just yeah. be let me just right. be transparent about that. I was very loved right. as a child. I was not neglected. Um, my mother adored me. Um but I still had these feelings and nobody can say that they're not true and that they're not my feelings and that I wasn't experiencing them mm-hmm. at 7, 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, you know, all mm-hmm. the way up until yeah. about age 50 when I started trying to to make sense of them. And I really feel like I just want to go back and I want to hug her at age 10 or at age 7 or at age 13 or at age, you know, 15 and mm-hmm. say, just hang in there. Hang in there, no, sister. And I think you got this. <laughs>
0: At this age, you can look back. Here's one reason for going back in time is that you can look back at that 10-year-old girl and you could be like, oh, my God, I really like her. Like I – and and you're just beginning at 10 years old to become uncomfortable in your skin and wonder if you're likable or desirable. And I think about my 10-year-old self, and she's a cool kid. <laughs> yeah, I like who I she thought, was. Yeah. And it, really, if I think about it, I mean the- – <laughs> I have a charmed life, right? I, I, I just want health and happiness for my family. Um, but if I'm being perfectly honest, I think 1978 may have been my peak, right? <laughs> my best self. I may have been my best self because I had reached the intersection of awareness and agency right? Where mm-hmm. I knew who I was. I knew what I liked. I really liked Ziggy, God damn it. And I want a Ziggy pet spread. But I still at the same time was maintaining a child's ability to live in the moment. Um, and isn't that what we're all trying to do right mm-hmm. now as adults? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to shut out the world and slow down the pace a little bit so that we can enjoy what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were doing at 10 years mm-hmm. old.
1: Yeah, that was um, just a great time. And I would definitely go back. Mine for a little bit of a different reason, but I think um, something that Amy experienced in her book is uh, to see my mom through Mm -hmm. my adult eyes Mm -hmm. and understand some of the choices and things that she did then that I might have thought at the time were horrific and she hated me and she didn't know anything. And just to see how hard she worked and what oh, wow. she tried to do for us that um that at the time I didn't appreciate and so yeah. to be able to do that as an adult mm-hmm. and I think would be pretty special.
0: If mm-hmm. so if not for yourself you do it for your moms. And seriously, I I just came off of like a fight with my kid where I'm, like, scream crying because he's (laughs) saying that, um, you know, I don't understand him and I've never done anything for him. And I'm like, we're in the car right now. I'm taking you to something that I researched and arranged for you because you wanted to do it. And I'm going to sit there for two hours while you do it. But I've never done anything for you. Right. So, yeah, if not to go back and do it for yourself, to go back and do it for your Uh moms and really see how she was keeping all the balls in the air all of the time. Right. Another reason for going back was, is just that the pop culture of the day was really speaking to me, right? I, the, it was speaking to me hard. This is the media that I return to now, mm-hmm. today. I love it just as much today as I did back then. You know, my husband returns to 1996. I go back to 1978. And um, even though I love Mayor of Easttown as much as the next person and I could watch Harry Styles all day long, the truth is there was a vibe in 1978 that really connected to my being in a really authentic and permanent way.
2: Mm -hmm. It was more lasting.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think this just proves that all this nostalgia talk is so much more than shallow navel gazing. What we've just talked Mm -hmm. about right here is not just um, narcissistic bathing in nostalgia. This is really about examining who we are and why. And we hope you enjoyed finding out who we are. Thank you for listening today and let us know, would you take that trip back in time?
1: And join us next time when we'll be talking with the author of the book that inspired this episode, You Cannot Mess This Up, by Amy Wineland Daughters.
2: I love that conversation so much and I'm so excited for our listeners to hear it too. Yeah. Um, And speaking of listeners, if you enjoy our podcast, here we go, everyone. Please share with friends, subscribe or follow where you listen, and leave glowing reviews. We'd love for more people to join our fun society. There's room for everyone. Oh, yeah. And make sure. We'll scoot over in the AMC Pacer. Yes. (laughs) We'll scoot over. There's lots of room. Yeah. So it's it's a clown car. That's right. Uh, And make sure you're following on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and TikTok, uh, where we share lots of fun bits of nostalgia. Just search Pop Culture Preservation Society. In the meantime, let's raise our glasses for a toast, courtesy of our
0: favorite Santa Monica roommates, Jack Tripper, Janet Wood, and Chrissy Snow, to good times,
1: to happy days, to little house on the prairie, cheers, cheers, cheers We get a happy feeling when we're
0: singing a song.